0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, here with the only two twins that give you all that sexy fantasy niceness. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they make this fantasy stuff sexy. So good, brother. If you want to see them sexy faces, we are recording video again this week because all three of us are in studio. We wanted to do this a little more, and then Jason had to go and... Get into law school, Cornell law school Like gosh, like you don't have anything better to do uh, Gosh oh. <laughs> So we're back today uh, We're coming at you with the week 7 preview, can you guys Can you guys actually believe that it's week 7 Already? Nay. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I say nay It's pretty insane, but we have A lot to get to today, so let's get started right Away <music> Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. And we are excited to bring you today's episode. Shout out to our sponsors before we get started. Red Cup News at Red Cup on Instagram. They are the official place to find anything you need for college football, and the offic- and we are their official fantasy carriers, so go check them out. We'll be really happy if you did because that would help us out. So, you know, people helping people. And then, of course, shout-out to Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com or the Thrive Fantasy app. Get $10 on your first deposit of $10 or more when you sign up for the app and use the promo code BROTO. That's B-R-O-T-O, BROTO. And, Broto, And name you of- know, it's a daily fantasy site that, that has a bunch of um, – Prop bets. Prop bets, right. I always forget what the name of prop bets are. They, they, I, I, don't, I feel like prop bets isn't the right term, but it is. But yeah. It absolutely is prop betting. Yeah, it's prop betting. So uh, we're going to give you the Thrive Five at the end of the second episode, so stay yes. tuned for that. Our favorite plays. Actually, Jason's favorite plays, and then we tell him if he's stupid or not. Uh, Jason on... We you won last week, right? You came in first place in the yeah, tournament. Um, yep, the Monday night football game. Bam! I took home the gold. Yeah, that's right. Jason came in first. Uh Straight still cash, homie. Still, uh, our record. Somebody from that used our promo code won four hundred dollars. So shout out to that person. Also, our. Uh one of our patrons came in second right behind me. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. Tell from the username. Yeah, shout out to Jess, Jess. An OG uh, using that Brodo knowledge to her advantage. But let's get right into it right away with the Thursday night game. The Chiefs at the Broncos. The over-under for this game is 48.5. Chiefs are 3.5-point favorites. Let's get to this Broncos first. Chiefs dead last against the run by numerous metrics. From According to Numberfire, who's an analytics website, 54.2% success rate for runs against the chiefs this year that is worse in the nfl by far no other team has higher than 49 percent. that bodes well for philip Lindsay, who's been on a hot streak lately if you own philip Lindsay lately you're pretty damn happy about that yep. um what about royce freeman do you think that he gets into the play how do you feel about royce freeman and philip Lindsay in that backfield jason let start with you i have royce freeman as high as i've had him all year i think he's a viable I flex play is, listen this is the week where i have a buy and i'm forced to use royce freeman and I'm a little happy about it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if you look at what he did last season, he had 144 touches and scored five touchdowns on those. That's a touchdown every 28 touches. That's not even an absurd number. Like, that's a, if anything, that's high. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. He has 87 touches already this season and has not found the end zone. That would be three touchdowns if he was on last season's pace. Something has to give. I just have a feeling maybe because he's in my lineup in our money league, <laughs> but I just have a feeling that this is the week Royce Freeman. Finds Isn't it funny how that happens? You just get end up getting feelings <laughs> about the guys you choose to start. Um, Michael, how do you feel about this backfield? I mean, I'm the one who traded Jason Royce Freeman. So he's, uh, if Royce Freeman goes off this week, I'll be a little upset. I wouldn't <laughs> have used him anyways, but I agree. I think he's definitely a decent RB two option here this week. Uh, I wouldn't love him as RB2. I like him a lot better as a flex because he is the number two running back there. But, I mean, he's going to get his 10 to 15 touches against KC on a Thursday. So maybe even 15 to 17. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to lean on the run even more than usual against KC unless they, go, unless they go down early. But KC's offense, the way to beat KC the last two weeks has been to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and that has been by running the ball down their throats. And it's been successful for previous teams. And like you said, they're dead last against running backs. They've been absolutely atrocious against the running game. So I think Philip Lindsay is a high-end RB2. Definitely has some RB1 upside this week. And Royce Freeman should definitely have a solid game as well. So they're definitely both viable options. Uh, let's go out to the passing game. Another solid game for Cortland Sutton, who just continues to prove that he is a a wide receiver that can be counted on week in, week out. Now, he didn't find the end zone this week, but still had a solid line, four receptions for 76 yards against a Titans pass defense that has not been easy to pass on. Yep. So with that being said, how do you feel about Cortland Sutton this week? And also, Emmanuel Sanders, it looked like he was going to miss time. Actually, it like, looks like he's going to play as of right now. That's That's the word, yeah. Yeah. Which um, is crazy. Shout-out to Emmanuel Sanders for being 31 and being Superman. Yeah. That dude just won't stay hurt. Shout-out to him. He's the, he's the new uh, Ricky Heels Bones. But uh, <laughs> Cortland Sutton, it's every single week. You know what you're getting at this point. Since week one, eight targets, seven, eight, nine, seven, eight. So this guy's going to get his seven to nine targets. In the games where he had a good matchup, he's done well. In the games where he's had more rough matchups, he hasn't done so well. Like against Chicago, who went 4 for 40. Against Jacksonville, 6 for 62, which is still decent. And that was without Jalen Ramsey there. And then against like uh, Oakland and Green Bay even was a good match. Green Bay, you know, we'll get to Green Bay later. But they, they've actually been giving up a lot of long plays, which is they they have digressed from their uh, defensive ways since the beginning of the season. But Cortland Sutton, uh, he should be a rock-solid wide receiver too this week. He has as good a chance as any to find the end zone. Uh, coming, He had three touchdowns combined in the previous two weeks prior to last week against Tennessee, which that was just a bad game for almost everybody except the Denver running backs in that game. And he still managed to get up to ten half PPR fantasy points. So he's clearly Joe Flacco's favorite target at this point. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who comes mainly out of the slot, Jason, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are 27th in the league against the slot receiver. Uh, how do you feel about Emmanuel Sanders this week? I mean – He's a flex at best It's a juicy matchup That's why Yeah But can we really trust him He's coming off an injury He has more than four targets One time in the last four games Within those four games He's surpassed two fantasy points We've mentioned a lot of times That Joe time. Flacco is very unlikely To carry two wide receivers And if And if Cortland Sutton Continues to see this pace Then Emmanuel Sanders Is the guy that gets asked out I'm definitely not excited About starting Emmanuel Sanders I'd, I'd prefer not to Okay Can't blame me Yeah same with you Michael I mean, 2-13-1-1. One, one, I have him as, as a low-end wide receiver three option just because the, it is a great matchup. Yeah, and it is, is has, a great matchup. This has a potential. It's a Thursday, too, though. This does have the potential to be a Denver needs to come back and air out the ball a little more type game. On though. Thursdays, I, I give a little benefit of the, of the doubt to the defenses. Is it's always enough? a little sloppier. Any Noah Fantlove? No. No, not. I mean, he just. He's a bonehead. He continues to struggle. Yeah. That was the whole thing coming out of college. He's a, he just he makes just, stupid an plays, An athlete man. that's just dumb. Yeah, like, yeah. He clearly needs some work. Uh, raw that, is, is the their, term people use. Joe Flacco interception is just like bounced off his back. last That was week. crazy, bro. <laughs> that, was that was a that was a very nice pass. I mean, right at, right in between the numbers. The only problem is it was in between the numbers on his back, not in between the numbers on his front. Yeah. Um, let's go over to the Kansas City Chiefs side. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, man. It's usually we can count on the Chiefs having a set. Backfield with a set running back But this year it's really hard to understand what's going on Last week Damian Williams only 11% of the rush share 2% of the target share after the week before Being a guy that looked like he was being fed like the bell cow back Shady McCoy got back in the action There's even some um, Daryl Williams involved So Jason if you are a Damian Williams owner And you were the you were a high touter of Damian Williams in the offseason But that was before Lashawn McCoy came in Right you definitely had, you definitely slowed your role once McCoy got got signed, but what do you think? Do you think that Damien Oh, by the way, who's the who's that the the running back? He's the four stringer now that everyone was like hyped about the 6 round oh, Darwin pick. Thompson. Darwin Thompson, yeah. How how you Darwin Thompson truthers feeling out there? How how you doing? Um so Jason, what do you think about uh what do you think about Damien Williams this year? Who the fuck knows? Like who knows anything with this Chiefs offense? Right when last week we thought that Damien Williams was coming back to take over the backfield. Took over 50% of the snaps, had 12 touches. He comes out and has two touches in the entire game 38% of the snaps to McCoy. 38% 50. of the snaps. Daryl Williams, you see in the first drive of the game, a 50 yard catch down the sideline. You see Williams running, like, oh, great, Damien Williams, 50 yard catch. No, wrong Williams. Yep. So we really have no idea at this point, And Denver isn't, it's not a cakewalk matchup. Uh, it's not the. It's not a bad That's, matchup. I'll tell you what though, Denver's defense in the last two weeks has been much, much better than they've been. In the a last. lot better. They've gotten it together for the Fangio. Once they finally got a sack. Right, right. <laughs> Once they finally got a sack, they start getting them in bunches. Hey, Fangio and Scandrello. <laughs> so I, I'm sticking on the. Damian Williams is a upside flex play. I mean, there's can we, always upside in that offense. I, I mean, I I don't know how you can sit a chief if you have one. Long I mean, live the Chief. D-Rob put up a donut last week. David I, Williams had two times. I mean, of. that McCoy did nothing. I mean, LaShawn McCoy did something. Hardman's doing nothing. Look, we- I, I have McCoy and D-Will back-to-back at 23 and 24. That's how I treat these two guys. Low-end RB2 options until further notice because it's a mess right now. Honestly, there's there's no way really to figure out what's going to happen until it happens on Thursday because the last two weeks have told completely different stories. So, I am I honestly, in my opinion, I think this is finally Travis Kelsey week. I think this is the week that Travis Kelsey has a Travis Kelsey game. I'm, I'm so done with Travis Kelsey. It's not even funny. That's the most disappointing thing. Look, the I Broncos think. have been great against the QBs and wide receivers of late. Average against the running backs and tight ends. We see the running game that's going on right now in KC. I think it's a perfect time for a Travis Kelsey game with Chris Harris shadowing Tyreek Hill. Uh, D-Rob hasn't been great since that big game. Pringle and Hardman have been blah. I think right now this is finally the time for Travis Kelsey to have his big 100-yard and one or two-touchdown game with eight or so, eight-plus receptions. Denver has been good against the tight end this year, ranked 6th in DVOA against the tight end, but they are giving up 51 yards a game to the tight end. So that is, there is something to be said there. Last year at Denver, 7-78-1 for Travis Kelsey. The year before that, at Denver, where is it? Where are you, Denver? He didn't play. They also, they faced Oakland. Darren Waller had a big game week one against them. He did. Chicago, who they weren't using a tight end at the time. Green Bay, who Jimmy Graham, bleh. Jacksonville, O'Shawn Hennessy probably caught a touchdown that week. <laughs> uh, the Chargers without Hunter Henry. And then Tennessee last week, where, yeah, they have Delaney Walker, but, I mean, Mariota had to get taken out for Tannehill. So it's not like they faced the hardest tight ends ever. And when they did have a con- uh, week one, Darren Waller went off against them, which is like really the only semi-difficult matchup. Let's go over to the other pass catchers. You guys mentioned already stinkers by everyone not named Tyreek Hill. Do you think Tyreek Hill not only being back, I think you, you slot him in as a wide receiver one. You don't even think yeah. about it, right? But does him being back cannibalize the rest of these guys? Can't win with him. I can't uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shout out Devin Singletary. Yes, the answer is... Yes. Not Devin Singletary. You can't win What's with his name? Disgusting. Mike Singletary, there you go. The other guys that aren't. Tyreek Hill. d Rob put up a donut last week. Hardman's put giving you six points a week. Can one of them catch a long touchdown and then you're like, shit, why didn't I start that guy? Of course. Yeah. But are you done with trying to do that? Because I think I'm done with trying to do that. I mean, we've seen the last two, three years, it's either been Demarcus Robinson, DeAnthony Thomas, one of those guys on the outside playing almost 100% of the snaps, not getting a lot of work. Chris Conley. So Chris Conley, yeah. So, I mean, D-Rob played 86% of the snaps again, had four targets, turned that into nothing. Pringle played more than Hardman did. Uh, they both played 50-plus percent of the snaps, though. It's just it's not something that interests me in in really the slightest sense at this point besides Hill and Kelsey. We didn't mention Flacco, but Flacco, do you think that he's a a streamable option against a Kansas City D a Kansas City team although will probably have to come from behind. And on the other side, Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes has not been the Pat Mahomes world. How much do you think that his ankle is bothering him? Let's start with Flacco first, and then we'll go to Mahomes, Jason. All right. Well, real quick, I wanted to add in. Denver is giving up the least amount of fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Yeah. 20, which is why I think 20 it's Kelsey a game, weak. Which is what Tyreek Hill could put up himself. Yeah. But uh, on Flacco. Don't start him. On to Mahomes now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we have to talk about Flacco much. Yeah, I mean, I, streamable option if you got like one of the guys on by right now. The Panthers, Browns, Steelers, and Bucks are on by, so you're, you're not starting. You're not you, probably your quarterback situation's all right because yeah. you're not starting Kyle Allen, Baker Mayfield, um, whoever the Steelers' quarterback is this James week, Jameis maybe, and Jameis Winston. It. You're not starting them every week. They're not weekly starters. Not, so yeah, but I mean, if right. you have Mahomes, yes, he's been mediocre the last couple of weeks, but I mean, he still put up eighteen, nineteen, and twenty in those three mediocre quote unquote weeks. So obviously, you're playing him. Yeah, I mean, you can't not play him. I have him at four this week, though. So you, think I have him at one. If you have Mahomes a little bit. I I disagree. I have him at one. But that's the thing, right? Like I back. want my rankings to be accurate, and I have to put him at one because you're gonna start him. So I just put him at four. Because if you have him, you're going to start him either way. And I don't think he's going to end first overall. So fuck that. We'll Yo, see. guys, your boy cracked crack the top 50, top 150 in fantasy pros and only his third-week ranking. Holla. Um, let's go on to our next game. Oak- <laughs> Oakland at Green Bay. Um, interesting matchup here because Green Bay, let's start Pack with them. Brown. At one point on the field last game, it was Aaron Rodgers throwing to only wide receivers who were undrafted after MVS went down. So with that being said, uh, again, we don't know the status of Devontae Adams. They're hoping he can play right now. On Yahoo, he's um, projected to play. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how. I, I if I if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Devonte Adams not playing. Not yet, playing. Honestly, I yeah. I mean, he. They need him. Can't win with him. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. But anyway, let's let's talk, Let's did assume not participate in Wednesday's practice. That, I was just I was just there looking that go. up. So, so probably not going to play. So with that being said, they also signed Ryan Grant, which isn't a good sign. Ooh, Ryan Grant, that's a name that resurfaced because MVS and Allison both were also DNPs. So all they three of their starting wide receivers uh, on the bench. But that does bring us to a couple of interesting options here. Um, everyone's favorite guy. Who's your favorite uncle? Michael had an interesting <laughs> stat about him. Michael, what was your stat? Yeah, Lazard. I was watching the game, and I was like, wow, this guy uh, kind of reminds me of Jordy Nelson because he, Aaron Rodgers really hasn't had a weapon like that since uh, since he retired. And they ended up having like the same exact measurables, the height, the weight, the arm length, the uh, college career output, yards per reception. They were basically the same exact player. Lazard was a uh, the captain of Iowa State when he was there, so... Everyone is like this a huge fan of him that knows him. He's, everyone says that he's just like a very good person and works really hard. And Aaron Rodgers no- after the game yes. was saying how Lazard sits next to him and he he was super happy. He was smiling the whole time talking about Lazard and you never see Aaron Rodgers smile these days. And he said that he's been killing in practice and he was waiting for him to get on the field and he was really happy they had a chance to get on the field. Yeah. So. and he showed trust in him right away. He he threw that fifty yard pass down the field to him with no hesitation whatsoever. Yeah, like he, he didn't to play. That was the guy he went to in the clutch situation. What about Jake Kummerow? Does he have any playing interest if Allison and Valdez Scantling can't go? Nah. We're all grasping at straws here for throwing out the name Jake Kummerow. Like, it's possible. Are you going to start him? Like, unless I'm to have a lot of buys because, you know, Tampa Bay's in a buy this week, Carolina. So, you know, if you have more Samuel Godwin and <laughs> Evans... And you really need to pick up a wide receiver and hope that they have some upside. Lazard probably got picked up on waivers. Without a doubt. He was I, I saw in some leagues he was going for 25%, 30% of fab. It's crazy. So, Kumro is a shot you could take. I'll probably move him a little bit up my rankings come Sunday if Allison and MVS are both out. Yeah. But definitely a situation to monitor, rankings-wise as well, with these guys. With uh, last week, it was Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham who led the league and i mean, who led the team in— Targets. Mercedes. So it's interesting to notice that even with his guys, um, he's not throwing the wide receivers right now, and that's a great that's a great look for Aaron Jones, and it's a great look for uh, what's his name? I can't, I can't remember his Mercedes. name. All Mercedes. No, 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 Aaron Jones and the Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. There you go. The the mermaid. Um, yeah. So let's get into those running backs. So we saw the mermaid himself. I'm just gonna call him the mermaid. Fuck it. If you don't know why, it's because he's like, when it rains, I feel like a mermaid out there. I feel like SpongeBob. Uh, Don't do drugs, kids. But, yeah, the mermaid, Aaron Jones, both of them had solid games last week. But Aaron Jones had a fumble last week, and he kind of got benched. And he ended up not seeing as many carries. So what do you think about this backfield going forward? Um, uh, Jamal Williams was another popular, popular waiver wire pickup this week. In fact, I gave him that on the waiver wave. Cheap plug at Broto Fantasy. Honestly. listen, I think we could all agree on something. It's time for Barnacle Boy to take over the reins from Mermaid Man. <laughs> I have no idea what that means at all. Aaron Jones is Barnacle Boy. Jamal Williams is Mermaid Man. SpongeBob, SpongeBob reference. Barnacle Boy is the you know the guy with potential. The just old can't guy. Get past the old guy. No. The old guy is... Barnacle Boy is the old guy, though. No, Mermaid Man is the old guy. Mermaid Man. Man oh. Boy, guy. get it together. Nah, because that's the whole funny part of it. But Williams is the older bum. Go ahead. He's not a bum. Talk already. He's a bum. You see what Devontae Adams tweeted? Yeah. He said, we got the best one-two punch in the league. If you don't agree, you're on meth. So right. are you on meth, Hilarious. Jake? I guess. It's a solid <laughs> I guess punch. I am. Uh, it's, it's tiring. We need Jamal Williams to get out of town. But the sad part is that he's not... The good thing is that we still saw Aaron Jones involved. He'll still get 15 to 20 carries, touches. He's still going to be the starter. He's still going to get most of the touches. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been more concerning if... Because that drop pass was brutal. So you knew it was going to be Jamal Williams' game after that. But Aaron Jones was still mixing in. Like, if Aaron Jones did not see the field again after... Started the half. Then we'd be looking at reports. Like, is Jamal Williams working with the ones in practice. He started the half. So I think this is something we might just gloss over by the end of the day and i don't think anything has changed in that backfield i was i don't understand why people are suddenly putting 30 40 bucks on jamal williams percent of fact. i like, agree this this has literally been there the same backfield the whole year this same uh the same splitting and everything aaron jones is the main guy jamal williams is going to get a ton of work too he's an rb3 aaron jones is an rb2 simple as that i don't i don't think anything's changed They only the raiders seem like a great uh, matchup, but they've been slightly above average against the running backs and below average everywhere else. So the so, running back position is the only spot where John Gruden—you know John Gruden—yeah, let's stop the run and win some football games, brother. Brother, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> says man, man. Let, let, yeah, man. I'm sorry. Let's, let's stop the run, man. Play some football, man. Let's talk about that then. Aaron Rodgers, you guys have been definitely bearish. Discount, double check about Aaron Rodgers. Do you got, How do you guys feel about Aaron Rodgers this week? Same old, same old. Back-end quarterback one. Really, the only week this year, it pissed me off, the only week this year where I really just put dropped Aaron Rodgers pretty low in my rankings was the only week this year where he was a high on QB1. If you look at what he's done this season, he has one game over 20 points. That's not what you want from Aaron Rodgers. That's not what you signed up for when you drafted him. So... He's a back-end QB1, and I know the matchup against Oakland is great. But they're going to run the ball if they're up by a lot. And if Aaron Jones is rushing in touchdowns, Jamal Williams rushing in touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers isn't. It's just hard to depend on him anymore these days. He only has one game over 285 passing yards. Only two games over 240 passing yards. Like These are low numbers. Aaron Rodgers is not someone that I start confidently anymore. Although this is a good matchup. So it's a good time to start him. Let's go over to the other side. Um, Derek Carr and the Raiders offense that looked pretty good uh, in Oakland. Coming off a bye. Always something to note coming off a bye when you have a good coach. And I don't think you can debate that John Gruden's a good coach. He's a good coach. Um, he works his hardest, man. He works his hardest. Man. I think that it's. You need to to note that. They have two weeks to prepare for this team. But with that being said, um, Tyrell Williams dealing with plantar fasciitis. As I could tell you with a person with plantar fasciitis, um, it's annoying and it hurts, but you could play on it. So Tyrell Williams questionable for this game. I would say that he could play. Um, How do you feel about these pass-catching options? Tyrell Williams, the newly acquired Zay Jones, Hunter Rebfro, and even uh, a little Trevor Davis thrown in there. Like I said earlier, um, the Green Bay defense has not been as it was in the beginning of the year. They've been given up eight receptions over 25 yards uh, this season, which is perfect for Tyrell Williams. He's the only one I'm interested in if he plays. Uh, him and Darren Waller are the only two pass catchers I'm interested in. Basically, those are the only two pass catchers you should be interested in at all every week with these guys. But I like Tyrell as a high-end wide receiver three if he's able to go uh, because of the downfield potential. Still found a touchdown every game so far. He hasn't played in two weeks, but that stat still stands. Well, uh, what about Josh Jacobs in that backfield? I love me some Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, it's Green Bay who struggles against the running backs, and that's that's where they struggle the most against the running backs. They bottled up Carryon Johnson last week, which was interesting, but uh wouldn't bottled up is a is a relative term because they didn't run much. The Lions, they didn't give him. I mean, cares. thirteen for thirty four is bottled up. Sure, but it's only thirteen. That's a decent amount of carries in yeah. today's. Carry on Johnson's the type of guy who the week before bam that, bam 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 and then. The week goals. before that, Zeke went twelve for sixty two. Okay. That's good. Either way, uh Josh Jacobs coming off coming backwards. off the coming off right. a bye, like you said. So um I like Josh Jacobs this week a lot because he should get should be in line for twenty plus touches. With that said, with Zeke and Carry on Johnson, before that, Jordan Howard has had his best game of the year. Before that, Philip Lindsay had his best game of the year. Before that, Dalvin Cook had his best game of the year. So, so it's interesting because it was the secondary that was dominant and the running backs were getting slashed. And now the last two weeks, it's the secondary giving up big plays and the running backs haven't been doing it. So Green Bay definitely I think Jacob an enigma is a solid so far. Uh, Green Bay is right now ranked 18th in DVOA against the tight end and Darren Waller has come back down to earth a little Wallah. bit from his... Um, ginormous start. So how do you feel about Darryl, Darren Waller? Michael, I'll start with you. Waller, EG. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's still playing an awesome uh, amount of snaps, right? He's still getting a big target share on the team. So if I have Darren Waller, I'm firing him up as my tight end one this week. I have him as my tight end eight overall. Uh, I I doubt you have a better option on your team if you have Darren Waller. So yep. fire him up. The only thing, Moreau is getting a little bit more work. Which is annoying. More t- two tight end sets as well, though. So, I, I don't know. I'm not super worried about it. Uh, anyone else in this game you guys want to talk about? Uh, Jimmy Graham is a walking piece of garbage. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams at well, the Atlanta then. Falcons. If there's any time for the Los Angeles Rams to get off the offensive schnike, it's shnike. against these Atlanta Falcons. Shnike. Since Keanu Neal, their all-pro safety went down. They've given up three top five QB performances. Right now, they're allowing the third most points to a quarterback, and they've given up over three passing touchdowns in a game every single week since Keanu Neal went down. Um, The Falcons' defense is horrible. So if the Rams can't get something going against these Falcons, it's really, 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 really concerning. Uh, The over-under is 54.5 in Vegas, but the Rams are only a a minus three uh, favorite. But They're on the road, so, you know, they're really a six-point favorite. So, with that being said, Jason, how do you feel... Do you feel that the Los Angeles offense can kind of come alive again in this one? You better hope the fuck so. Uh, Choo-choo! I have Jared Goff at 14. That's a Jared Goff train. a dream. lot lower than a lot of people. I might have to rethink it. You got to rethink what do you have at 14? Jared Goff. I just... That offense has looked so bad, and yeah, he's on the I mean, road. Dude. But I'm probably going to end up moving him up as this week goes on. Because... As much as I hate that offense right now, I fucking hate Marcus Mariota, and he put up 24 points against them. <laughs> and I hate Jacoby Brissett, and he put up 20 points against them. Like the only week that Jacoby Brissett's been startable, Deshaun Watson put up 42. That's a, That's a lot so, of points. <laughs> this is the week, right? It has to be. Has to be. Uh, so if it's if not you have then Jared um, Goff, this is this is why you drafted Jared Goff for this game. Yeah. <laughs> So you got you to gotta start him. He's my QB9 right now. But, like, it's tough because Gardner Minshew's playing Cincinnati with both their starting cornerbacks out. I'd rather play golf over Minshew this week. Daniel Same. Jones is playing Arizona. Danny boy. Uh, let's go to the running back situation. I want to start Daniel Jones. Over. Todd Gurley practiced Wednesday. Quad injury. Welcome but back. Looks like he's coming back to the field. So that's good news for them because if you really think about it, Todd Gurley sucking is really the difference. Um, how do you feel about him against a Rams de- against the Falcons defense, who has historically been terrible against the pass catcher out of the backfield in terms of running backs, but this year not so much because they haven't had that opportunity. Still 19th in DVOA, though. So even though they've been facing non-pass catchers, they still suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've all just been getting lit up through the air and – yeah. You know, in sometimes general. you just can't be so bad at something because you're so bad at other things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not looking too far into that 19th it's Right, It's, it's like, not like they're good at it. The, like right. the, the Bengals' <laughs> defense is so bad, but they're like top five in the league against wide receivers right now because they're getting beat so bad by running backs through the air. Like, stuff like that. Like, you are not... Scared starting DJ Chark this week against Cincinnati, but they're just so bad overall that it seems on paper like it's not a great matchup. But so I'm okay with firing up Todd Gurley. I mean, let's go, let's go do it then, because I mean, there's no reason. Cooper Cup, firing oh, yeah. up as a wide receiver one. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Robert Woods, firing him up. Wide receiver two, but you you have to start feeling like poorly about that. I mean, I got him as my wide receiver twelve this week. I'm diving right back in. I have OBJ right. in one of my leagues, and I have Robert Woods on my bench, and I'm very happy that this is the week OBJ is by because I think Robert Woods against Atlanta might do yeah, something. that makes sense. I have Woods at 15. I mean, if it has to happen. Brandon Cooks, could he hit a big one? He could. He least trustworthy of the bunch. I have him at 20, but you got to throw you him gotta out hope there too. So. Um, and obviously Malcolm Brown, not playable if Tom Gurley, Todd Gurley plays. What about Gerald Everett, who had two big weeks before the entire offense shit the bed? Do you think that... Gerald Everett shitting the bed was more of a product of Gerald Everett or more of a product of just the offense sucking in general. He had five targets last week. Yeah, that whole offense was a joke. Uh, He also just missed like a 30-yard touchdown where Goff missed him, which happened a lot Um, last week. A lot. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Goff was absolutely terrible. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. He said a lot, so that's the weird way to say a lot. So You're weird, bro. Emphasis. You're weird, bro. Emphasis. (laughs) Emphasis. <laughs> yeah, Gerald Everett, I have his low and tight end the one again this week against Atlanta because when you could start someone against Atlanta, you start them against Atlanta. Especially when you have a cup of tea with you. Oh, you guys are so whack. <laughs> Let's go over to the Atlanta I side. Well start to sound like a, I'm going to talk Scotsman about that the rest of the way. Are you guys ready? Uh, yeah. Jalen Ramsey coming over. We don't know what number he is yet according to PFF. They got him as double zero here. Coming over. Probably gonna line up man to man against Julio Jones right off the bat. So the Julio Jones matchup against Marcus Peters goes from against Marcus Peters to against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Calvin need- Ridley shares. Needless to make this a little to say, more fun. I mean, Talib's hurt, but it went from Talib to Peters to Ramsey. Right. To whoever the fuck knows to Ramsey, which is upsetting. <laughs> if you're if you're if Julio you Jones no it, yeah. Or if you're looking to play him, in, or if you're Nick Deyas, who's who's it's Julio week every week for him. Yeah, every week. <laughs> so, I mean, Jason, so what do you think? What do you think? What is the realistic expectations against Jalen Ramsey? He's still on a new team. Yeah. Right? Like, they still got to call plays, and he has to know what to do. So, your guy, just opinion, do you guys think new cornerback comes over, you're more likely to just throw him out there on an island because man defense is easy? Yes. Without a doubt. I mean, it's Jalen Ramsey. Exactly. Or you're more likely to call zones. Where he has to actually no. Know it. Exactly. So he's probably going to be playing Julio Jones. Even if you call zones, it's going to be like a box and one. It's going to be Jalen Ramsey on Julio. That's what I'm saying. So they're probably going to be playing a lot of man defense to yeah. suit Julio Jones. To Calvin Ridley Jaylen fucking Ramsey. kills man defense. And there's no Jalen Ramsey on the other side. It's going uh, to be a very good Calvin Ridley. I'm routine. not going to lie. I'm in... I'm in I'm in cahoots with you guys. I think Calvin Ridley goes a little crazy this week, man. I just got a feeling about Mr. Rids, and I don't ever have a feeling about him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm a Calvin Ridley owner. Up against Troy Hill. In our home league, I'm a Calvin Ridley owner and. For the first time in years, my team is struggling in our home league. Yo, I can't remember the last time you were this bad in that league. I tell, I looked back, and the last time I missed the playoffs in this league was 2012. So it's been a long time. <laughs> so I need some work to do. So a big Calvin Ridley week would be nice. So what happens when you trust your gut and draft Juju, and then Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt? What can you do? What, what can you do-do? do, though? Yeah. We're not talking about Juju, though. We're talking about Calvin Ridley. Like Jason said, he destroys man. Now you got Jalen Ramsey uh, taking away Julio Jones on the outside. Give me some Calvin Ridley this week. Give me some Austin Hooper this week. Give me some Mohamed Sanu even. I, I think the only thing that's stopping me from being that excited about everyone except Calvin Ridley, this offensive line has sucked so far. And it's, it's the same cast of characters for the most part, particularly on the left side. It's still Jake Matthews. It's still uh, Carpenter. It's still Alex Mack. But they just haven't had the same seasons that they're, that they're used to seeing. And you got Aaron Donald coming up that middle, so if they can't protect Matt Ryan and give him four or five seconds in that pocket to find these guys deep, all of a sudden these these cornerback matchups don't ma- don't matter as much. So that's w- that's why I'm pumping the brakes on guys like Sanu, a uh, guys I'm um, I fuck Sanu, but Austin Hooper, not not Austin Hooper. I, I I think that he's. I you said Pooper. pooper? Right? <laughs> I didn't. I joke. Joke. He's been nah, I didn't. He's he's been the opposite of Pooper, honestly. He's Yo, been he's been the pooper scooper. He has only three less targets all season than Julio Jones. Wow. Only three. That's a shocking stat. Nine, six, seven, eleven, nine, eight are his targets. Dude. That's a shocking stat. That's 12 nuts. 5 22 18 11 22 This guy is a stud tight end now. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. The Falcons' offense is so bad that Austin Hooper I have him as my second tight end. The Falcons' offense is so bad. Defense, sorry. Yeah, the Falcons' defense, yeah, it's absolutely atrocious. And now the Rams' defense has been uh, bad, too. So, yeah. Fire up Austin Hooper. Even, I like Mo Sanu as as mostly PPR, but half PPR a solid flex option as well. All right, let's go to that backfield because you have yourself a situation where uh, – Devonta Freeman is getting better and better as the weeks go on. And last week, seventy-two percent of the snaps. You like to see that. Edo Smith only twenty-six percent of the snaps. So they only shared the backfield four or five times. So Devonta Freeman, for whoever you know, for whoever was like getting nervous because there was a, a point there where he looked like, oh crap, like what's going on? What's with these snap percentages? Um, he's he's back to being that main guy. Michael said it to me earlier this week, and it's true. He's not getting enough love, Devontae Freeman. Like, he started off with a bad two weeks. He put up three and eight. But even eight isn't going to kill you. And you probably draft this guy in the third or fourth round. Yeah. So when he's putting up eight, 11, 14, 16, 25. What are you complaining about? Yeah, he's he's the RB 16 right now in half PPR overall. That's literally what you drafted when you drafted Devontae Freeman. He's bounced back from his terribly slow start. I mean, 22 touches last week, 118 yards and two touchdowns, 25 fantasy points. And like you said, the best part about all that was that he got 72% of the touches. And he was treated like a workhorse in a game that they needed to win, that they lost because Matt Bryan missed, the field, missed an extra point at the end of the game to not force overtime. And look, the Falcons are struggling. They need to keep winning. They're going to keep putting their best guys out there. And Devontae Freeman has gotten better every single week. And which makes sense. This guy missed all of last season with an injury. It, it it's not surprising that he needed some time to uh, to reacclimate himself onto the field. And it's been solid. And now against L. A. the Rams have been average, uh, slightly below average against the running backs. Nothing to be scared of at all for Devonte Freeman. And his pass catching work is has been Matt glorious. Ryan. Yes. Him, so. him, and, him and Matt Ryan are also two receiving TDs last week, which is very efficient. Beautiful. In the last three games, Freeman has 16 catchers on 17 targets. When Ryan throws him the ball, Freeman's catching it. Yeah. And that's what you want, especially if you're in a PPR league. Let's talk about Matt Ryan. The garbage time king comes through in garbage time once again. Actually puts together a nice little comeback last week. Um, look, I'm a hater, but I'm also a, a The Good pass. Um Dude, he had like four total incompletions, 400 yards, and three touchdowns, over 30 completions. I think I said that was the first time ever anyone with that stat line lost the game. That's how bad their defense is. Pretty incredible. Uh, he's a, a locked and loaded QB one so far this year. Yeah. We know how good he plays in the domes, and he's playing in a dome every week. The, Matt Ryan is having a good season because he's playing exactly where he's comfortable. Not playing. Not even. It's because it's all deep. Yeah. Because defense is so it's bad. Just the that too. He's storm. just throwing the balls. The no. No the team perfect. has taken more snaps trailing than the Atlanta Falcons. So they're throwing the ball like crazy. I mean, dude, 21, 22, 23, 16, 33, 31. Like, that's point output. You start him. Yeah, that's how many points he's had this season. For those season per y'all game. who aren't familiar. All right, anyone else want you want to talk about in this game? No? Good, uh, The answer to that question is no. All right, let's go to the 49ers at the Redskins. Over under is 41.5 points, the Niners, 10.5 point uh, favorites. Let's start with the Redskins because that's going to be the quick one. Um, Chris Thompson. Turf toe. Poor dude cannot stay healthy, man. Yep. I really, I feel bad for Chris Thompson. He looks like Cousin Skeeter. I don't know if you guys remember Cousin Skeeter. I might be aging myself, but he looks exactly like Cousin Skeeter. He looks like Cousin Skeeter? He looks just like Cousin Skeeter. He looks like the guy who played. Save by the Bell or something? Nah, Cousin Skeeter, the cartoon. I mean, the puppet. I have no idea who Cousin Skeeter is. On. He's the guy who played ACL Terry. ACL Terry. ACL Terry in uh <laughs> the, the comebacks. The comebacks. Uh. That's him. He looks like him, and he just. And he, is, he basically is ACL Terry. Um, but anyway. Go Schieder. out there, ACL Terry. He looks just like, up. dude, he just looks just like Cousin it up Good. He looks a little bit like Not Cousin Not really. Schieder. He looks more like Gary Coleman. What? <laughs> Gary Coleman. Where do you see Gary Coleman? <laughs> Am I bugging? Am I talking about who's the other? <laughs> <laughs> George <laughs> Foreman? No, 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 George Foreman. him the grill. <laughs> George Foreman grill? No, go to go to Chris Thompson and tell him he doesn't look like that puppet. No, he doesn't. I can yes, tell you he right does. now. He does. Dude. He looks just like that puppet. Whoever's listening to this, again, Cousin Skeeter and Chris Thompson, you can look it up. Yo, they look exactly alike. (laughs) No, they don't. Dude, what are you talking about? Michael. That's the same person. Turn it, turn it. it. Michael. See the face? I mean, there's a a resemblance. Now go back to Cousin Skeeter. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Yeah, there's a resemblance. Nah. Come on, bro. Look at that picture right there. That one right there. (laughs) Yo, all right. My goal for the rest of this podcast, I'm going to find an NFL player who looks more like Cousin Skeeter than Chris Thompson. Shout out to, to Tim for finding this. I just, when I saw him, I was like, that looks like Cousin Skeeter. I I haven't thought about Cousin Skeeter in 15 years. Um, But anyway, where were we? Um, The matchup. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin went crazy last week, but they're facing a pretty tough schedule uh, coming up. And this San Francisco defense has been completely daunting. D Ford has been an absolute beast. Joey Bosa has been an East beast. Jesse Armstead has been a beast. That defensive line has absolutely gone crazy. And with Richard Sherman leading that secondary, this is one of the best defenses in the league right now um, against one of the worst offenses in the league. Um, It's going to be AP again, probably getting a bunch of touches. I don't know how you could start anyone from this (laughs) offense. I would think about maybe starting McLaurin, but even him I'm going to have my doubts about. I like McLaurin as a wide receiver three this week. At best. I mean, he's been a stud, dude. But he's been scoring touchdowns, dude. Even against um, Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, he wasn't that bad. I mean, but it was a garbage time touchdown that that week. No, he didn't, he didn't score a a touchdown. touchdown. He went three for fifty one. I mean, that's, this dude that's is great against Stephon Gilmore. In fine, four. he was a three for fifty one against a great secondary. You going to start that? He's had at least seven five, targets five, three, three. in every game. Four uh, of the five games, he has at least fifteen fantasy points. And he's playing with Case Keenum. Yeah. He went six for 70 and 1 against Chicago, which is a daunting task as well. And San Francisco, San Francisco's been absolutely great against every single position this year. But wide receiver is the, has been their most average position of the bunch. So I think Terry McLaurin could have a, a decent game because the Redskins are going to have to throw a bunch. I mean, you're right when you're right, you're right. San Francisco ranks 16th in DVOA against the number one receiver, 26th against the number two receiver, but against a slot. Number one against the tight end, number one against the running back, number two. There you go. So I mean, the numbers Basically back up exactly what you're what saying, I just said. right? Um, but <laughs> anyone else on that? So McLaurin maybe start him at wide receiver three. One thing that is with the buys this week, the buys are definitely affecting your wide receiver situation. Um, it's a lot of good wide receivers on buy. It's a little strange making these wide receiver rankings. Yeah, seeing seeing some of these names that I have so high, it just feels icky. Think about this: no Godwin, no Evans. No, I was going to say, no Juju, eh? no OBJ, no Jarvis Landry, no DJ Moore, no Curtis Samuel. That's a lot of wide receivers that are usually on the top 24 or at least the top 36 not there right now. So yeah. you're going to need someone. So McLaren's oh, probably Ratley. a start in that situation. Damien is the biggest name. Word. Wow, it was a good one, man. Uh, how would we ever survive without you in studio? Um, let's go over to the San Francisco side. This running I mean? defense has—I mean, this running offense has been completely unstoppable, and the Washington running defense has been completely runnable. Yep. So, I love me some Tevin Coleman this week. I love me some Matt Breida. Yeah. I concur. I like both as RB twos. You gotta love. To, uh, you gotta like Tevin Coleman a little more than Breida at this point. I have Coleman at sixteen yeah. and Breida at nineteen. Yeah, I think they're both definitely start worthy though, hundred percent. Yeah, you gotta. Start I wouldn't both, be though. surprised if they each get fifteen to twenty carries. If this game goes as predicted, where San Francisco holds a lead and could run the ball early and often, they I could see Coleman going eighteen for one twenty and Breida fifteen for one hundred eight. So we know for a fact that these running backs are probably going to have a good game. Let's go to the outside because this has been the number one most. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the hardest thing to predict. Let's start with the guy that uh, a little bit of kittle, a little bit of kittles and bits. Um, He's been doing better as of late. Last game, 15, followed that up with a 17-point performance. This is in half PPR. Um, Caught a touchdown, I believe. No, he He did not eight receptions for 103 yards. That's why I'm confusing that. The week after receiving a touchdown. So he's been getting more and more and more and more and more involved in the offense as the time goes on. More passes. And Washington is 26 in DVOA against the tight end. So having a lot of trouble covering the tight end. I like George Kittle in this one a lot as well. He going to find the end zone. Yeah, I think so too. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. I think Tevin Coleman finds the end zone. I think George Kittle finds the end zone. Guaranteed. I think you can bank on that. Coleman 100%. Yeah. Interesting. This is going to be a running back. Game. A Kelsey this and Kittle be Kittley. Classic Niners game. Uh, the only question is is it Dante Pettis' season? He, ah, Dante Pettis is one of the biggest conundrums of the Played season. Played so 72% man. of the snaps last week. Slowly but surely climbing up that wide receiver 70, totem pole. 72% of the snaps. Slowly but surely. I got him a wide receiver 39. Six targets last week. Uh, I'm cool with him as a flex this week. You have him higher than I do. I have him my four. He looks when you see him on the field. He looks like a player that's better than everybody else on the field. Five or more targets in three and two of the last three games, or more. I mean, five and six. I mean, so if you could play, if you can play, like you can like. play him <laughs> against every, anyone, it's against Washington. Washington has be, has given up the fifth most fantasy points uh, to wide receivers this year overall. In terms of the number one wide receiver, they are fifth. Josh Norman. Covers that guy pretty well. Um, the number two wide receiver, though, third dead last in covering the number two wide receiver. So do you think Marquis Goodwin or Debo Samuel have a shot in this game? I mean, they all move around, and none of them are really the number one receiver. So, Yeah, there's no reason why Josh Norman's going to shadow Dante Pettis. Yeah. Yeah, he true. doesn't even get off his side. So. It, no, it's it's side-worthy. It's sides. Get off don't, his side don't tell so me you're Pettis a top can corner get off his, his schneid. Sh- stay on one side. Like Richard Sherman stays on one side. That's pussy shit. Sure. I mean, they're. I'm, I mean, there is what it is. They're it's veterans at this point. Too. Yeah. Puss- <laughs> Jason. Jason. are five Jason and Jason zero. Jason is best defense in the league. He's talking shit. Jason is the the girl, the woman, man from that movie. You want more? <laughs> Matilda. I, yes, Matilda. You are Matilda. The fuck, yo. You know, I, I am Matilda. You, you are. You have no heart. Our girlfriends made brownies the other day. Dude, holy moly. I had like 19 brownies. Front, <laughs> <too>. <laughs> I am now that woman. I, you Yo, know what's cool? Like, 19 is probably cool. We had like this big Tupperware of brownies, like solid sized Tupperware. I come home, there's like two left. It's like, what happened to all the brownies? Jason's like, I haven't stopped. Like, <laughs> Do you know, Jason's in good shape. He's a, he's a good looking guy. He's skinny and shit. But when <laughs> Jason gets something that he can't stop eating, forget about it. It's over. Like, he, yeah, will out, uh, he will out. He will out eat anyone under the table but on regular days we used to make fun of him when he was a kid because he used to just always leave something on his plate when i'm full i'm full my man but now <laughs> but now as adults i he's the best he's in the best shape of all the four petropluses at the moment so i think we're all jealous that he was able to do that back in the day and now we're <laughs> over here eating all our food and getting fat and he's still in good shape delicious <laughs> but anyway um so yeah any uh jimmy g uh, is he a playable option this week that's a tough one because you see Washington. I say no. He doesn't throw enough. Yeah. That's he that's just especially does. against Washington. Yeah, man. He just doesn't throw enough. With this offense, you have to think, oh, good matchup. They're going to run. Like, exactly. <laughs> like if he if he completes 12 passes all game, I wouldn't be shocked. He'll need at least the yeah. only game where he scored more than 15 points this season was against Cincinnati when he put up three touchdowns. He's yeah. going to have to throw at least three touchdowns. Alright, let's move on to our next game. The Texans at the Colts in an AFC South show dizzle. Um, show over dizzle. under his 47 and a half. The Colts are a one point favorite at home. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, let's talk about him first because he's been the most confusing player in fantasy this week. This year. Because it's not like he's not involved in the offense. First of all, he's excuse me, wide receiver 25 in PPR on the season. So look, he's not the number one running guy that you have drafted. But he still hasn't been the worst player ever. He has a 28% target share this year on his team. That's third highest in the league. Something's got to give. He's been a wide receiver two at least the last two weeks. But he has only one target within the 10 this year. Last year he had 15 targets in that same range. Um, You see with Carlos Hyde... This is a team that did not run in the red zone at all with Lamar Miller last year, and they're showing a propensity to run it more in the red zone now with Carlos Hyde. So do you think this is something that is going to be a trend and that we're going to see a lot, or do you think that this is more along the, the lines of something's got to give and DeAndre Hopkins will be fine eventually? It's Nuke. So I'm, I'm on that side of the fence here that something's got to give eventually and he'll break out. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. He's getting the targets, man. Like, 12 targets last week, 8, 8, 7, 8, and 13 uh, throughout the whole season so far. Like you said, he's getting a bunch of targets. Him and Will Fuller are the two of the most targeted receivers in the league. Will Fuller is also slacking overall performance-wise. So I think both of them are they'll figure it out. This it's just been a strange start for I, I mean it's nice. It's nice to say that, but if you're a DeAndre Hopkins owner, I know that in the league that I have DeAndre Hopkins, that's the league that I'm sucking in. The only league that I'm out of the playoffs right now is a league where I drafted DeAndre Hopkins in in the first round. So you could say yeah, eventually, 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 but eventually it's going to be it's, it's going to be something. My issue for DeAndre Rashawn Hopkins. Rashawn for sure For Sean, for sure. Oh, yeah, you got his page up, I see. (laughs) (laughs) In parentheses, Nuke. Is that his career yards perception is 14, and this year it's 10. Mm. And isn't that a little more worrisome? Like, if he was putting up these numbers but not getting the targets we want to see, it's like, all right, he's going to end up getting those targets, right? He saw 12 targets last week and had 55 yards. It's it's awful. It's it's strange. Like The way they're using him right now just isn't... The way that we expect them to use him. But as Michael says, DeAndre Hopkins, So what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? It's DeAndre. Got to start him. Yeah. Got to play him every week. Got to just hope he figures it out one of these weeks. And I will say this. It's not like he's doing nothing, right? You're trying to sell him? Like, he's still putting a decent number. No, definitely no. I'm trying to buy him. If someone's trying to first-round value, like a week one type package? No. Would you trade him for... Let's say you need depth. Keenan Allen and Josh Jacobs. No. Yes. Keenan Allen? You're gonna buy Keenan Allen right now? No, I'm bu- I'm buying both of them low. Mm. Mike Evans and Philip Lindsay. Nah. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All right. Those are interesting packages. Those, nah. are, those are definitely interesting packages. What if they what if someone offers you like Lev Bell straight up? If you need a running back, I not If don't you need it. a running back, that's not a bad deal. I mean, I've, I've seen in two of my leagues so far this week, DeAndre Hopkins has been moved in, in two of my leagues. So it's interesting to see that people are starting to give up on him, but I think he's a bye candidate for sure. Um, let's talk about the rest of these guys. Will Fuller, um, Kiki QT. What do you think about the rest of these pass catchers? Will Fuller, I like as a wide receiver too again this week. Yep. Just going to keep rolling him out there, man, because it's been disappointing outside that huge week. But every week, it just seems like he's inches away from having this huge game. And it's, it's true because he has been inches away from having these huge games every week. He could have had three touchdowns last week and followed up his 47-point fantasy performance with like 35 points. But they all were dropped. Like well, The first one, I wouldn't say was a drop. The next two were definitely drops. So, I mean, it's the downfield targets are there. Indianapolis has been bad against the wide receivers in terms of DVOA. By the way, if you guys don't know what we're talking about with DVOA, it's like a metric that says how good you are against a certain position, right? So it's defensive value. Um, so, like, how how have you been playing against a certain position? So when I tell you that Indianapolis has been 24th in the league against the what number one wide receiver, it means they've been guarding the number one wide receiver at the 24th best. If that makes any sense. So, right the 8th worst. Right, and this is a football outsider stat. Shout out to them. Uh, don't, no shout out to this. This was a free stat last year. Now i got to pay $50 for it. I mean, I get it. I get it, but come on, fantasy outsiders. Come on. Um, football outsiders. Football outsiders. Oh, yeah, you're right. Football outsiders. My bad. Um, 24th in, against the number one. 22nd against the number one. 29th against the slot. Which They, they are a general zone team, though. Yes, they, they are, but that's why they're getting torn up by this wide receiver, And that's also why I like Nuke and Fuller because they could definitely both get behind the defense. Yeah, and they could both find soft spots in that defense. Yeah. And you got Deshaun Watson, who has been on an absolute tear as of late, had one kind of dud game, but, but besides that, he's been every much the quarterback that you drafted early because if you drafted him, you drafted him early. So if you got him, you expected big things out of him, and he has been every single thing that you could have expected. Um, I don't see anything different coming against uh, the, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, dude's a beast. He's my QB2 this week. He's been an absolute stud for the most part this season, so fire him up. QB1 for me, mate. Um, Darius Leonard, by the way, clears the protocol. He might be back. That's a giant, giant addition. You've heard Darius Leonard team. said he was considering – he was like considering his football career after his injury. I ah mean, look, you you know what happens with this kind of stuff. He had a headache man. for three weeks. Yeah. It's it's tough, man. It's tough. three weeks of a headache will make anyone consider anything. I can't even imagine that. Um Darren Fells. Is this a guy that you're considering? Right now he's within the tight the top twelve tight ends, which is not saying much, but is this a guy you're considering starting in this game? Colts are bad against the tight ends, which helps for fells. Um, at this point. I would not hate starting Fells if you need to stream tight ends. Especially if you're a guy who recently has come upon a Will Disley injury. Because if you're starting Will Disley, you probably don't have another tight end on your roster. You picked up Will Disley week two, week three. Yeah. Right? So, if that's the case, then Darren Fells is probably the... I would say he's probably the most popular um, Will Disley replacement. Not getting enough love. Only 19th on uh, Fantasy Pros right now. Dawson Knox. 15 points, 7 points, and then 5 targets last week, even though that only resulted in 2 points. Hey, can, can, can you follow the rules here? We'll talk about the Bills later. Play Miami, though. All right. Well, we're talking about streaming. Dynamics. No, we're not. We're talking about streaming Darren Fels. i <sighs> <laughs> <Let's>, let, <let's sighs> got <sighs> to explain the rules to the special <laughs> guests. <laughs> let's, <sighs> let's go over to the other side, the Indianapolis Colts. Coming up a bye the week. The other side. I cannot stress enough what that means. It's T.Y. week, baby. Ty is going crazy this week. You heard it here first. It's Ty week. I love me some Ty. How do you guys feel about Ty and the rest of the pass catching options in this one? Thank you, Hilton. In his career against the Texans, I think he's putting up ninety yards a game. He's Uh, absolutely killed the Texans. Catches almost a touchdown a game. Isn't it weird that his mom named him Thank You Hilton? Can you stop for one (laughs) second? Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) Tavernius Coles, Yahtzee. (laughs) I mean, sometimes when you're playing in division. How you've co- performed against a team? I no. just decided I'm going to start calling T.Y. a different name. Shut up! Show your face. I just start every single time talking about it. Tavernius Yahtzee is definitely a great play <laughs> this week. I have him as my wide receiver six overall. So wow, I'm totally, you guys would never. I'm starting Tyrone Yellertons. We've we've been through this. We've you been guys know this his a, name on a Monday episode. Yeah, we talked about it. I forgot what his real name. His is. his real his name is T.Y. because his dad's name is Tyrone. Oh yeah, there you go. That's UG why Marquise. Yeah, Eugene. Uh, <laughs> Eugene. Yeah. Eugene, his no. dad's name is name? his not his dad's name is Tyrone, so people call him Ty. Growing up, don't ask yeah. me what no, I, I told Michael. Like that's not an adequate explanation. Well, you know what? When you name your kid Eugene, Tim, you're Garten. asking him to get a nickname. Nah, Eugene's a cool name. Call call him Gene. Gene's a cool name. I prefer you? Eugene to Gene. You prefer Eugene to Gene? Yeah, I don't like Gene. I knew a kid in college named Eugene. He was a cool guy. I'm all about shout those out routines. to Eugene. Maybe he's a Ty doesn't look Eugene. like a Eugene though. He yeah, doesn't. I'm an asshole. Eugene's a fine name. <laughs> but for T.Y., just, he just All looks right. like a Let's talk about what he's going to do on the field against a past defense who has been absolutely beatable. Um, this season, 17th against that number one receiver, but even worse against the outside receivers. 23rd against a number two receiver. 28th against a slot receiver. But T.Y. lines up everywhere, so I love me some T.Y. this week. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned his stats from the past against Right, basically so basically five ninety in a touchdown a game. Any yeah. other pass catchers that you're gonna to keep an eye on? What about? Uh, I know you like Zach Pascal when TY's not in. Jason, how about when he is? Yes, that. that is it. When he's not in, Bas Pascal is the guy. What about like I a Dion Kane? sees that. Uh, not touching Kane Campbell. Uh, Campbell, it, I I don't think he's ready to play quite yet. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> quite yet? Was that on purpose? Quite. Huitins? quite. Did I? Yeah. Said so I don't think he's able to play quite yet. <laughs> yeah, he's expected to be out through 10:22. Hey, That's my that birthday. Day. I could cry if I want to. So yeah, expected to be out. Um, so if, if, I mean, if Barry Scampbell played in this game, I would, I would maybe take a shot at him in like DFS. But oh Barry Skamble. All right, Jason, your favorite guy, <laughs> um, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is back to do, do do. He's gonna get some touches. I love me some Marlon Mack this week. Michael, elaborate. I thought Jason was going to talk about him, but yeah. Uh, the Texans are average against the uh against the run, but you just said they're coming off a bye. If they have the best offensive line in the league. Last time we saw the Colts, they were just th- running it down the Chiefs' throat, and Marlon Mack had 29 rush attempts for 30, 132 yards. Three of five games this season, 20 or more rush attempts. I mean... At this point, it doesn't even matter that he doesn't really have a pass-catching role because that's how much work he gets on the ground. So, I have him as my wide receiver. Excuse me. I'm running back 12 this week. I th- I'm going to respectfully disagree. There it goes. Young sire. There it goes. If you look at what the Texans have done this year, holy moly, they've stopped backs on the ground. Leonard Fournette, 15 attempts, 47 yards. Eckler, 9 attempts, 36. McCaffrey, 27, 93. That's not that great uh, per carry. Okay. Uh, Devonte Freeman 1130. So you wonder, oh, why aren't they one of the best run blocking teams against the run in the league? Because again, the they get pass. attacked through the air. Right. McCaffrey 1086. Fournette 440. So X1, you want to bet Mac is top 15. And Mac doesn't touch a ball through the air. You want to bet it's he's the top easiest 15. Bet I'll make all year. Give Tim, me you notes. want in? No, I, I I agree with you. I know. Do you okay. want in against Jason? I don't right? agree with you that much. I'm, I'm going to watch right. you guys duke this one out. 15 is <laughs> like the perfect number to put them put them at here. Yeah, Jason always complains that I said it bad. So write this he doesn't down. catch gotta, the ball. We gotta have more bets. This is gonna be the twenty carries for seventy yards and no touchdowns and no catches game. Oof. It's a tough one. Um anyone else in this offense you guys like to talk about? What about the uh the tight ends in this matchup? Any love for them? Eric and Jack. Uh Eric and you Jack can't Trust Eric Ebron at this point. Sounds like a you have to hope he falls into the end zone and that's it. Yeah. Let's just start calling him Jack Ebron. But or here's Eric the thing, Dory? though: like, we have to talk about these tight ends right now because, like I said, if you're a Will Disley owner, you're panicking right now. Well, if I'm not breaking the rules, Tim, um, Witten, Knox, you are breaking the rules. Fells are all guys I prefer to oh, those okay. guys. You're not breaking the rules, then. <laughs> all right, that's better. All right, I haven't been gone that long. <laughs> well, with T.Y. Hilton, I think Jack Doyle is completely useless. Um, Eric I, Ebron, I think useless. Eric Ebron will have to fall into the end zone to be useful. And that's the, basically the name of the game. Uh, what about Jacoby Brissett? Come on, man. Yeah, you're not starting Jacoby I Brissett. Mean, I think no, he's, he's what is a, up with least, you guys and Brissett, man? What do you mean you he guys? He could at least be a decent streaming Because you guys tried telling me he was a streamer another week, too. And I was like, nope, not happening. I started him that uh, week. But I, I, I have not quarterback 15. It's not like I love him, but... I mean, besides... You're acting like Brissett has been terrible. He's had at least 17 in four or five games. Look, if you want average, start Brissett. Well, I have my QB 15. Can you guys... Not, no, it's not basically a ceiling. Can you guys not talk at the same time? Your voices sound exactly the same if you didn't know. Two of five games, he has over 21 points, but seventeen's his ceiling, according to Jason. Over 21. He has 21 in one of them. Don't 21.05 counts. Don't you fabricate. Yet, that man. is that is over. 21.05 counts. Uh, let's go to the, our next game. Minnesota at Detroit. Damn. I don't know if it was actually 21.05. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> um Yo guys, can we talk about this Detroit debacle? Let's talk about that was Detroit Monday night. Dude, Bay. first of all, going for the pick and getting called for an unnecessary roughness. I was like, All right, I get it. I get it. You can let that one slide. But two illegal hands to the faces on Trey Flowers, who is a veteran. Never once had that called on him in his career. And he didn't put the hands in the face. Uh, and you know what's the worst part about it? And it's not the worst part, but I carry on Johnson that game. And I needed five points to win. Carry on Johnson was guaranteed to have gotten five points on that next drive. The fuck you one, bro. Guaranteed, bro, or a touchdown? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Or you know, I had, a I had Matt Prater. YAC. I had Matt Prater. Let me put this. Let me put this the other way. Matt Prater and Carry on Johnson were guaranteed to combine for five points on that drive, I and I lost. Oh. Yes. And I lost Prater because of, of those a, fucking refs. Has has nothing. 50, no, but who or. gives a shit? I bet you a lot of people lost because of those fucking refs. Matt Prater was killing it, twenty-one points, man. Well, the fact of the matter is that the Lions went from first place to last place yes. because of the refs. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You Smell that? Bullshit. It smells like fish. Fishy? It's fishy. Is that what you're getting at? It's fishy. It smells like fish. Like it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Jason really thinks that it's a uh, Do you know what else is fishy? The way that, that Dolphins game ended when they scored the touchdown at the end with Fitzmagic. Not fishy, they just a bad team. Yeah. Nah. They ran that play. Brian too Flores was mic'd up. To drop the ball. <laughs> to drop the ball. They they ran that play to <laughs> no suck. They didn't. No Brian didn't. Flores like, "All right, what's the suckiest play I have in this playbook?" And he ran it. No. Guaranteed. No. No. They want the number 1 pick. They want Tua, man. Suck for Tua. There's no way that was Tank for, Tank Tua. for Tua. I I, I don't understand the Tua lot. All right, let's talk about this this week. You don't understand the Tua love. I don't like two at all. What? Tua tackle viola. Have you seen him play? Yeah, dude throws. In weed. Alabama, dude throws. Throw When's back. the last time an Alabama quarterback did that? That's a that's a good argument. That's a, yeah. Yes, because he's in an AJ offense. McCarron was trash. He's in an offense Greg that McElroy? doesn't that doesn't <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> cater to quarterbacks, and he's still putting up crazy numbers. No, Greg McElroy No, they always like put dude. up big numbers. McElroy and no, they don't. Hurts yeah, and AJ McCarron McCarron They all put up big numbers Yo can I say something too Jalen Hurts I'm a fan of that guy He's a I baller Hello. I don't know if I like his game I like his attitude bro He's a baller He's a baller Um, Tim You get older by the day You sound like a guy I like, like his attitude brother <laughs> I'm not gonna lie it did sound old <laughs> He's on a honest. team player Nah but nah He's just You like- check out his spirit <laughs> <laughs> Those intangibles man You need him on your team <laughs> Listen I have to go take my pills Okay Um <laughs> Let's go on to this game, huh? You want some warm milk? Shut up. (laughs) Matt Stafford, one of over... Warm it up Shut your face for a second. Matt Stafford, (laughs) over one of every four passes have been for 15-plus air yards this year. Leads the league in air yards. Matt Stafford finally being used the right way. Fuck you, Jim Bob, is what he's saying. Because Jim Bob Cooter was really good for him for a little while, and then all of a sudden he decided he wasn't going to get the most accurate deep ball passer in the game, any deep balls. Kenny Galladay is feasting because of it. Uh, Kenny Galladay, wide receiver, one at the moment. Uh, Marvin Jones also seeing some production, although he didn't see much production against Green Bay last week. So let's talk about it. Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes are going to be matched up against those two guys. How do you feel about the wide receiver options in Detroit? Jason, we haven't started with you yet, so let's start with you. I'm pretty sure we have, but I'll start. Uh, Matt Stafford has not attempted fewer than 30 points. Um, sorry, 30 passes in a game this season. So he's going to be throwing the ball. And if you look at who Minnesota's gone up against, they've done decent against decent quarterbacks. Matt Ryan put up 20, Aaron Rodgers 15, Carson Wentz 22. That tells me that there's room for Matt Stafford to have an 18-20 to point game uh, because they've taken care of bad quarterbacks, which we expect from them. Derek Carr, Chase Daniels, Daniel Jones. Am I starting him? No. Uh, Because I feel like 18 against Minnesota is his ceiling. Yeah. I'd rather not take that shot. If you have another option, you can go with another option. That's for sure. But I, I, th- I think you can, you can do I worse do than Matt Stafford. That he's, he can carry Kenny Galladay, make, have him have a good week, maybe Marvin Jones, carry on Johnson, get a few touches. I don't think it's going to be a bad week for the pass catchers. I just think Stafford's not going to have a good game. So let's talk about TJ Hawkinson, who honestly, guys, uh, TJ Dropinson is a nickname mm. that I've heard for him lately. He should have like five touchdowns that he dropped. Like the dude just keeps dropping the ball. Yeah, the fade, he caught it and landed on his back and lost it. That was a little rough. That was yeah, and it's been like that though. It's honestly been like that. Total Jubilee. So, Hawkinson. I mean, how are you looking at this? Are you looking <laughs> are you looking at this as TJ Hawkinson is getting all these looks, so I should be bullish about him or TJ Hawkinson is getting all these looks and dropping them. So forget TJ Hawkinson. He's a rookie tight end, man. Yeah, yeah. I tried telling you guys, Michael almost got pulled into the yeah. hurricane.
1: I, I flipped him. Won.
0: I flipped him in the league where I paid up in Fab, so it ended up working out. But you, you at this point, you, you cannot trust Tim and Eja Cricket. <laughs> 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 oh, because it's TJ, <laughs> <laughs> Jim. Timony J. Cricket, that's a new one. Michael laughs at his jokes more than anyone else laughs at Michael's jokes, 100%. That's not true. You guys laugh at my jokes. I'm hilarious. That's a, that's a straight joke. <laughs> Timony J. Cricket. Look, Jiminy Michael, Cricket, for those Michael can't know, get enough of himself. He's right? a little guy from Mickey I'm Mouse. I'm laughing sorry. because Jason's laughing yeah. No, not Mickey Mouse. Jiminy Cricket's from Pinocchio, isn't he? Right, yeah. yeah, Jiminy Cricket's Jiminy from, Cricket from Cricket. Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what I choose to have a podcast with. Carry on Johnson not getting <laughs> enough jokers.
1: love. He Against has 16, Minnesota. 11, yeah.
0: 15, 13 the last four weeks. I feel like he's in the same boat as Devontae Freeman. He's been super inefficient, though, man. <laughs> but he's getting the touches. I mean, what do you mean by no love? Where do you have him ranked? Uh, Fjord. Oh, Fjord. 11. Oh, well, I have him at 17. Talk about... No ceiling. He I'll probably not, rank him in between those. He has not most. had a ceiling this year. He hasn't passed. He hasn't surpassed sixteen half PPR fantasy fort, points yet. He's basically going to find the end zone. I mean, that's not a guarantee against Minnesota. I think. Look, if you could do worse than a guy who's guaranteed these touches, though. I mean, true, but that's it's still not like he's gonna he's gonna do some crazy amount of work with it. I think Carrion Johnson is one of those guys, though, where it's like the big game is definitely coming because he's getting all the touches. Is it this game necessarily against the Minnesota Vikings defense who's been pretty good against the run? Probably not. But the big game is coming. If if I'm a to carry on, I'm, I, I think carry on stock is rising. So I'm starting carry on Johnson this game with some, with some confidence. Look, I mean, I want to believe this, but it just hasn't shown up at all, man. Tim, we're and he an still a- hasn't had more than two receptions in a game either. We're in a uh- – Tim's not in it, but me and Michael are in, in a fun little 10-man league. We don't take it too seriously. It's with a few peeps uh, at home. We all threw 20 bucks in. It's a fun league. Don't disrespect the league. It's a fun league. You said we don't take it too seriously. We we set our lineups. We make some deals. Fine. We don't talk about it on this show, <laughs> all right? <laughs> we made a trade. We did. I gave Michael Carrion Johnson. He gave me Adam Thielen. All right. I had wide receiver depth. He had running back depth. I like it. I like it on both sides. Um, Swapper doodle do. Anyone else in, in this uh, side you want to talk about? Nope. Let's go over to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins came to life last week. I'll tell you one thing. I loved Kirk Cousins. I'll pat myself on the back for this one. I said he was my number one streamer of the week. I streamed him in four of my five leagues. He did great. Um, he did. I, I ranked him as my sixth quarterback on Fantasy Pros, which, by the way, I, I, I don't know if I, I told you guys. Broke the top one fifty this yeah, week. You already told us that. Yeah. Well it broke the top <laughs> one twenty actually. So how let you boil in my third week ranking. What's up, Matt? I was actually a couple spots behind Jason. Real quick though. I was ahead I was ahead of you, I think right? Real quick though, Kirk Cousins, this isn't the week to play him. No, it's not. Do there not play go. Kirk yeah. Cousins this week. Okay. Fair enough. Um also Stefan Diggs, I wouldn't count on a game like that again. Um I would I would prefer Adam Thielen in this one. You should always prefer Adam Thielen. Right? Like, I agree, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, well, you said no, I'm missing it. I mean, you said this one, but of course you have to prefer Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has been good every game this season, even when the targets have been limited. He hasn't seen more than eight targets in a game, but he also hasn't seen less than five targets in a game besides week one, where he's still found the end zone. Yeah. Uh, he has as many touchdowns as as many games. You start Adam Thielen. Happily. Stefan Diggs on the other hand, I feel like people are gonna be forced to put them in their lineup this week because of the buys. I don't love the matchup. I have him as wide receiver three this week. I mean it's become clear that Kirk Cousins just kills bad teams. Yeah. But then Stefan Diggs only put up six against the Giants. Three against Oakland, five against Atlanta. So like a yeah, he killed it last week. But I'm still not excited to start him. Yeah. So, how about Dalvin Cook this week? Had a down week last week. Was outscored, actually, by Alexander Mad- Madison. Alexander which, Madison. I mean, I wouldn't Madison, be too... Madison. America sings for you. I wouldn't look into that too much. It was just probably a, one, a one-time a one thing. But this Lions defense has not been nearly as good against the run as we expect. Damon Harrison came back last week, played 40 snaps. He'll probably be... The snacks Harrison, by, by the way. He'll probably be healthier and readier, readier to go. Um... But with that being said, how do you like Dalvin this week? And Dalvin's gonna now. cook up some snacks, right? Right? <laughs> nope. Right. For real though. Uh, yeah, uh a chuckle. Detroit, not even a chuckle could. That was supposed to be a bad dad joke. Uh Detroit has actually been bad against the run so far this year surprisingly, and Dalvin Cook first off game of the year really last week uh against Chicago, he struggled a bit too, but I think this game they get back into the Minnesota run the ball and give the ball to Dalvin Cook 20-plus times and he finds the end zone type game. I have missed my overall RB1 this week against Detroit. Ooh, i sure. Which is why we don't like Stephon Diggs. True. Um, anyone else in this pass-catching situation that you enjoy? all right so that'll do it for this first episode that was our first six games the next eight games on the slate we're gonna get to in episode number two don't forget to check that out right away one of our patrons actually uh noticed that because of the way we post it episode number two actually shows up on top of episode one uh which explains why we're always like why does episode two get slightly more plays than episode one and it's that's why it's because it's it's they're stacked on top of one another so don't forget to check out episode one and episode two. Uh, Michael, where can they find you? Mike underscore trap. Jason. And Jason Patrapp. At Tim Trap on all social media outlets, but only frisky. if you're feeling frisky. real, real frisky. Uh, shout out to BrodoFantasy.com where is the hub where you can find all of our content and everything that we do, including our rankings. Ooh. True throw values coming very soon when we get a nice aggregate set of data for you. Um, <clears throat> what else? Uh, How's that for data? At Broto Fantasy on Twitter, at Broto Fantasy on Instagram, yes. thrivefantasy.com or the Thrive Fantasy app with the promo code Broto gets $10 on your first deposit of $10 or more. Use that pro- promo code again, B-R-O-T-O. And shout out to at Red Cup News on Instagram. Follow them. We are their official source for fantasy football. Until next time, which is probably not until next week because you probably listen to part two first. We <laughs> out. Later. Later. Later.